This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts. We're just hours away from the highly anticipated January 6 hearings here in the nation's capital. Tonight, the promise of explosive new evidence that will change history as the committee alleges there was a conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election. All eyes on Capitol Hill for the first blockbuster primetime hearings. What to expect and what President Biden is saying tonight. Breaking news, multiple people shot at a manufacturing plant in Maryland. We have all the new details. $5 per gallon gas in nearly half the country. Prices hit record highs for the 13th day in a row. Is there any relief in sight? Officer charged with murder. The reaction tonight after the long-awaited decision out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Eye on America, how a nonprofit is trying to end the cycle of homelessness among young kids. Teed off why the PGA Tour disqualified several top players like Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson after they joined a Saudi Arabian league. And the walking school bus helping both young kids and older Americans. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. It is an historic evening here in Washington, the first primetime hearing for the committee investigating the January 6th attack. Congressional aides tell us we will see new evidence tonight that shows the assault on the U.S. Capitol was a coordinated and planned effort to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election and that former President Donald Trump was at the center of it all. Tonight's hearing is the first of several planned public hearings that will lay out the results of a nearly 
nearly year-long investigation, including more than 1,000 interviews and more than 140,000 documents. The stunning images from that day will forever mark one of the darkest days of American democracy. At least five police officers died as a result of the attack, and more than 140 police officers were injured. The criminal investigation has spanned nearly all 50 states with more than 800 people charged for their alleged roles in the attack. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Nicole Killian will start us off from Capitol Hill. Good evening, Nicole. Hey, good evening to you, Nora. Tonight, the select committee will unveil some of its findings after a nearly year-long investigation. Chairman Benny Thompson stating at the outset that what happened on January 6th can't be swept under the rug, warning the conspiracy to thwart the will of the people is not over. <laughs> The physical and mental scars of fighting back the mob on January 6th still persist for U.S. Capitol Police Sergeant Aquilino Ganell. It's personal. Uh, I almost lost my life. That's why he and several other officers who testified before the select committee last year will return again to watch as the panel kicks off more hearings tonight. I just remember at one point thinking... Like, my God, this is a war zone. Fellow Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards, one of the first to be attacked, testifies along with documentarian Nick Quested, who was embedded with the extremist group The Proud Boys. The public will see certainly new footage. They'll hear witness interviews they haven't heard before. Um, but most importantly, they'll see how everything fits together. So far, the committee has interviewed over 1,000 witnesses, including some of former President Trump's top aides and family. But several of his allies have fought subpoenas. Why not testify? Why not be transparent? Well, let's, let's raise that question, all right? Am I transparent? They said they wanted to talk about my conversation with the president on January 6th. So on January 6th, when I had that conversation with the president, I then went on three networks. So there was nothing to be added. Today, Trump's former education secretary, Betsy DeVos, publicly acknowledged for the first time that she explored using the 25th Amendment to remove him from office after the attack. I had conversations with a number of my colleagues, and um, and then importantly, I, I also spoke with the vice president, and he made clear to me that that was not a direction that he was going to move in. The former president bashed the panel, calling January 6th the greatest movement in history. President Biden countered. I think it was a clear, flagrant violation of the Constitution. Since the riot, over 820 people have been charged with two more arrested today, including a candidate for governor in Michigan who stormed the Capitol. Sergeant Gunnell seeks accountability. Do you think you'll get justice through this committee? With the evidence that have been, that will be produced, I hope so. I hope the uh, January 6th committee would open people's eye instead of spinning it uh, and take it in and, and see, and re realize how uh, horrible and how close we came to, to lose our democracy. In addition to Sergeant Gunnell, the widows of some of the officers who took their own lives after January 6th will also be in attendance at tonight's hearing. Nora. All right, Nicole Killian, thank you.
So much of what happened before and during the Capitol attack was focused on then-Vice President Mike Pence. First came the pressure campaign directly from President Trump. Then came the threats to his life from Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol. CBS's Scott McFarlane is here to walk us through it all. Good evening, Scott. Nora, he won't be at the hearing, but you'll hear Mike Pence's name a lot. He was the focus of so much pressure and attention in the days before, and he was in danger from some in the mob who allegedly chanted, hang Mike Pence. Here on the West Front by the inaugural platform, Platform, someone at some point erected this gallows with a noose. We'll take you inside the Capitol. Let me lift up the dome on the second floor. This is where Mike Pence was early in the afternoon. Here's the House chamber. Here's the Senate chamber. He was evacuated moments before some in the crowd got inside and sat in his chair. He was evacuated out a back door. You see him leaving the door here, going down the staircase. Mike Pence would go to an underground loading dock until the electoral counting resumed later that night. Beginning tonight, the committee reveals what he was doing while underground, the pressure he was under, including from former President Trump. And Nora, his top aides are cooperating. We may hear from them as early as tonight. I wonder if we'll ever hear from Mike Pence in that committee. Thank you, Scott McFarlane. And CBS News will have full coverage of the first public hearings from the January 6th committee. That's tonight, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We hope you'll join us. We have breaking news at this hour of another mass shooting in America, this time in a small Maryland town less than 10 miles away from Camp David. There's no indication the violence was related to the presidential retreat, but tonight police are investigating a deadly workplace shooting. CBS's Jeff Begays is at the scene. Stunned motorists duck for cover as gunshots rang out on this busy road as officers raced to the scene of another mass shooting. Units immediately responded and located four victims, three of which were deceased at the scene, and one who was critically injured and transported. Shot fire! Turn around! Authorities say a gunman opened fire this afternoon inside a concrete equipment company in Smithsburg, Maryland. Suspect fired and uh, shot state trooper in the shoulder, who then returned fire and shot him back. Columbia Machine is a Vancouver-based company. In a statement, the company said that we are working with local authorities and are in contact with them. The safety of our employees is our number one priority. This is the 58th mass shooting since a gunman killed 10 people in a racially motivated shooting at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. And a little over two weeks since a shooter killed 21 people at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. Several terrifying minutes in this small town as this mass shooting unfolded here. At this hour, the suspect is in custody. The FBI and the ATF are on scene. They aren't leading this investigation, but they are assisting local police. Nora. Jeff Begays, thank you for being there. We turn now to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where a white police officer was charged today with second-degree murder after shooting a young black man during a traffic stop that escalated into chaos. The shooting in April ignited protests and calls for justice. CBS's Jerika Duncan has been following the case. In a much-anticipated decision, Kent County Prosecutor Christopher Becker explained why he is charging Grand Rapids police officer Christopher Schur with a felony. First, there was a death, a death done by the defendant, and the death was not justified or excused, for example, by self-defense. The shooting happened in early April after Schur pulled over 26-year-old Patrick Leoya, a Congolese immigrant driving a car that police say did not match the license plate. I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? Do you have a license? 
court. Police body cam footage, surveillance, and cell phone video captured the entire incident. No, no, no. The officer approaches the car, but Leoya resists. Then runs. There's a two-minute struggle during which the officer twice tries to use his taser, but misses. Let go of the taser! Officer Scher's body camera turns off. It's not clear why. But other video shows the officer taking out his gun and shooting Leoya once in the back of his head. Get back! Reaction today was swift. Demonstrators praised the decision to prosecute Sher. Speaking in Swahili, Leoya's father said today's announcement was only a first step toward justice for his son. It can be long, it can be short, but what I want just is the final justice for my son. Officer Schur is now in police custody. He's expected uh, to be arraigned tomorrow. As for that second-degree murder charge, nor if he's convicted, he faces anywhere from 25 years to life behind bars. Sharika Duncan, thank you. Today, for the 13th day in a row, the price of gas in America hit an all-time high. Nationally, it's averaging nearly $5 a gallon, but in 20 states and here in Washington, D.C., it's at or above that price. Well, tonight, CBS's Carter Evans shows us how this is fueling financial stress. Every time P.J. McNall starts up his truck, the maker of Zab's hot sauce is burning more money than ever before. How much do you usually spend a week for gas? Um, well, normally it costs about $140 to fill up the tank. And that's every probably four days. It's painful. And it's almost double what he paid at the start of the pandemic. As a small business owner, McNall still makes all the deliveries himself, 60 miles a day. High gas prices, inflation, it has real implications for you. Yeah, it does. And it you know prevents us from expanding our team and giving jobs to, to other people. It means more work for me. Americans now spending $700 million more every day on gasoline than they did just a year ago. Energy analyst Patrick DeHaan says GasBuddy.com's live data shows the national average for gas actually hit the $5 mark this morning, and he expects it to keep rising. We could see gas prices eclipse $6 a gallon should there be any disruption, such as a hurricane or a refinery outage. There's basically no margin for error this summer. With people back on the road, returning to work and taking vacations, even with these prices, demand is at its highest point this year, with Americans now guzzling 9.2 million barrels of gasoline every day. I don't have a choice whether it costs $80 or $150. It is what it is, and I have to absorb it or, or the business will die. Gas prices are highest here in California, and diesel's even higher. And even if your car doesn't take diesel, you're paying for it. That's because the trucks and trains that deliver goods, they all run on diesel, and it's making everything more expensive. Nora? No doubt. Carter Evans, thank you. Well, we learned today that there were no survivors when a U.S. Marine's Osprey aircraft crashed yesterday during a training mission in the Southern California desert. The names of the five Marines on board have not been released. The tilt rotor Osprey takes off and lands like a helicopter, but it flies like a plane. This was the second deadly Osprey crash in just over two months. 
Let's turn now to the chronic crisis of homelessness in America. According to a University of Chicago study, more than 4 million young people experience homelessness every year in the United States. And research shows that as much as 40 percent of homeless youth identify as LGBTQ+. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Meg Oliver takes a look at a nonprofit that's trying a new approach to ending an old problem. Fletcher has to take two trains and a bus to get home, but would never complain because having a home to go to wasn't always a guarantee. I was very much like, I'm going to have to sleep in the street. Fletcher is just one of the roughly 41,000 youth who experience homelessness on a given night. The 22-year-old left an abusive home in Georgia with no job and no support in Boston. It's It's been an incredible turnaround. Fletcher works at Break Time, a new nonprofit helping end the cycle of homelessness among young adults. Young adult homelessness is really at a peak at this country for a number of different reasons. One is that young people who are LGBTQ plus are being kicked out of their homes. Um, we also have many young people who are transitioning out of the foster care system. Connor Schoen is the executive director. The recent Harvard graduate was inspired to start break time while working at a shelter during college. I found again and again that the thing that they were most asking about was jobs. Were you surprised by that? I was surprised by that because you're at a homeless shelter and you expect that people will be trying to figure out housing and they were. But twice as often, they were asking about jobs. The year-long program starts with workplace training, followed with a three-month job placement at a nonprofit or small business and credit counseling. If I would have known about this uh, 10 years ago, I wouldn't be going through what I've known about now. What's going on, boss? Here to pick up the donations. For Armani, a job is just the beginning. Break time has also helped him apply for an apartment and rent assistance. Break time gives you the opportunity to um, further yourself, even with the hurdles that you go through. Even if you make a mistake, they're saying it's okay to don't go back and try again because only you can be your biggest hurdle. Helping young people like Fletcher find meaning and purpose in their life once again. It's this thing where you don't realize until you're on the other side of it. It very well and truly like saved my life. Break time saved your life. Genuinely. For Ion America, Meg Oliver, CBS News, Boston. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. You could say it was the shot heard around the world of golf today. The PGA Tour effectively sliced 17 players from its roster over their participation in a Saudi-financed golf tournament. Teeing up this report from CBS's Charlie Daggett. Just moments after stars like Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson ripped their drives down the fairway, they and 15 other PGA members were declared out of bounds by Commissioner Jay Monahan in a letter to the PGA Tour. These players have made their choice for their own financial-based reasons, but they can't demand the same PGA Tour membership benefits, considerations, opportunities, and platform as you. 
Mickelson has refused to deny reports he cut a deal for $200 million, but has defended his decision to take part. I understand that many people have very strong opinions and may disagree with my decision. Add to the backlash it's being bankrolled by a Saudi regime in a PR campaign to distract from a history of human rights abuses. There are many who see this quite simply as sports washing. But with more big names lured by massive multi-million dollar paychecks, the breakaway tour has already driven a wedge through the PGA. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, St. Albans, England. Schools across the country have begun a new program that begins before the first bell. The walking school bus is helping both kids and seniors start the day off right. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. Hi, Natalia. Hi. The bus is here. Toot, toot. 77-year-old Andrea Walker is not your traditional bus driver. When I heard about this bus thing, I wanted to do it. But this isn't Walker's bus. She's leading this kind. Left. Right. Okay, guys. It's called an intergenerational walking school bus. Once a week, senior citizens walk with students to Oak Ridge Elementary in Arlington, Virginia. The bus is here. Everyone gets exercise, it keeps cars off the road, and more importantly, connections are made along the way. Molly, I asked her, how did I go and uh, move, you know, the icons on my phone? First, Molly corrected me and said, it's apps, <laughs> not icons. <laughs> right. They hope to expand it to all county schools this fall. You just get picked up by a bunch of happy people, and then you get to walk with a bunch of your friends. I mean, what's not to like? <laughs> not a major commitment, but boy, a major impact. And a major impact on you, how? I can't tell you how, how my spirits are up. I can't stop smiling. Seniors and students starting the day off together, step by step. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Arlington, Virginia. Cuts down on gas. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman goes on the road for Girls Field of Dreams, which extends to the broadcast booth. And a reminder, CBS News will have full coverage of the first public hearings from the January 6th committee. That's coming up at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds, but none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. 
Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 